Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Boy, oh boy, it feels nice when you walk outside and you forget. Because I had heard it was going to be milder overnight, like 10. And uh, you just think, oh, go outside and start the car and it's going to be cold. And you step outside and it's lovely. Mm. You just think, okay. All right, if we can hang around this for, I don't know, the next four months, right. that would be great. Yeah, Coop decided this morning that uh, as I was leaving, he needed to go out. And uh, and he, years ago, he had done this, a couple of years ago, when he was just a pup. He would do this like every morning. Mm. He would follow me down at like 4.30 and need to go out. Right. And I'm like, oh, man, when you're standing out there in the snow or it's freezing or it's raining, you're like, oh, come on, let's just go. Right. It's dark and this is Crap, but he had to go. So I guess today of all days is not a bad one because it was pretty mild out there. Yeah, I know. It's going to be great. And uh, we'll enjoy it now because we're going to go down to, I believe, single digits over the weekend and uh, maybe some rain coming in. Yeah, dipping down this afternoon and a chance of showers. I had to go through the horrible process this morning of entering a new password (laughs) here at work. (laughs) I think I broke the mouse. Okay, I heard you slamming that. In my... uh, Pain in the arse, it's to the point now, literally, with our work email, and this might be the same with many companies and security stuff. Yes. That once you change your password, everything I log into now needs the new password, and I got to go through my phone to authenticate it's me. Oh, yes, we have the authenticator, right. Oh, what a pain in the arse. I've got nothing to hide. Right. Um... Uh, interesting, because I got an email earlier this week about um, a, a new study that revealed the world's 200 most common passwords mm. used this year. Um, they say uh, some of the takeaways from it, they say people use the weakest passwords to secure their streaming accounts. However, the strongest passwords are used on financial services platforms. Oh, okay, like your bank account. Kind of makes sense, yeah. But the streaming ones are the ones that are going to get you hacked, likely. Oh, I um, authenticate again. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the, the most common password, both in Canada and worldwide, is 123456. Almost a third of the world's most be- beloved passwords this year consist of similar numerical sequences. Huh. So if, if you just use that, look out. Um, internet users worldwide continues, continuously use simple dictionary words to secure online accounts. In Canada, no exceptions. Passwords that include words such as cutie121, keep trying, and boss1234 are topping the country's list. Well, I'll tell you this much. My new password includes the letters F-U in capital. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. So anyhow. I noticed uh, yesterday, well, this has happened recently uh, in my neighborhood with new people moving in. Nobody buys a house anymore and just moves in. Right. There's a beautiful house across the street from me. The guy built it. It's a custom-built home. He's, he was in it, him and his wife and his family, for like 40 years or something. He maintained this house completely. They finally decided to downsize, and they, they split. The new owners have had possession of it for probably a month now with nobody moving in. I don't know where the hell they're living right now. Maybe they're just uh, shacking up with family or maybe their house or wherever they live hasn't sold yet. Anyhow, they finally started doing some reno work, which is what we figured. And we saw a bunch of trucks in the driveway and 
somebody was taking in what looked like hardwood flooring, and so that's happening. Right. But he had a crew of about six guys uh, doing their double car garage floor with uh, epoxy. Is that what it is? All right, yeah. Uh, And I don't know. It looks now, you can see the the garage door is a little bit up, and I guess they're just letting it dry. Um, But my, my neighbor next door to me, when they moved in, did the same thing with the garage. Like, what is it with the floor of the garage that's so important these days? Uh, I guess if it's old concrete, there's cracking or something into it. Yeah. Well, they have an S, they have a Jaguar SUV, so I guess it can't touch dirt. Wow. Right. Yeah. Not really the off-road vehicle anymore. You know, as much as we want to talk about, and this is the thing, you know, that we always hear, the economy, the interest rates, everything's so expensive. There are so many people with way too much dough. <laughs> and people want what they want. It, it, it is a generational thing. It's they, a million-plus-dollar home they yeah, just bought. But they can't move into it unless it's got exactly what they want in it. And they don't want to deal with old carpet. They don't want to deal with old toilets. They want to change everything over and do it all before they even move in. Could you imagine, I mean, you were kind of looking during COVID right. at moving. Could you have imagined or would you have, I mean, if you would have, you would have, but had you gone and bought a million dollar home right? that you would go in and start gutting it? Uh, me, no. Um, but I guess at that point, interest rates were like 2%. Yeah. So it, it would have made more sense if there had been things like carpet that you didn't like. Right. And, and, and I guess the thought is, well, we haven't moved all our crap in there yet. And once we do, then we're not going to move it all out and do it over again. So might as well get it done now. The difference being now with interest rates, what they are. Um, and, and there's no sign that they're going down anytime no. soon. Oh, I, I don't think it matters to most people. Uh, they, and, and some are just saying, well, forget it. But we've seen this because I, listen, we're out in the, in the suburbs and there are people who are selling, you know, townhouses downtown mm-hmm. that are, you know, 80 years old, but they're selling them for $2 million. Yeah. And then moving out here, spending a million. Put five hundred grand in renovations, and off they go. Like there's a house uh, two doors down from this nice one that it was just a disaster inside. So I get it, but the the new owners got it for like six hundred grand. So even if they're dumping in a couple of you know two hundred thousand, right? And they have now it's lit up like a hockey arena, <laughs> hot lights everywhere. But okay, I get that. You've, you've, you're now into this thing for eight hundred grand, and you could turn around and finish it and probably flip it for one point one or something, or you know. But to go into a one point something million dollar home that I know because I've been in it. Right. Was beautiful. Right. I would say, okay, the carpet. Okay, they had carpet. I understand ripping that out. But what? The garage floor, really? <laughs> Does that need to be done right Does away? Does that really need to be done? <laughs> but we need to have 16 dishwashers these days. That's so true. I don't know what's going on anymore. A bunch of people were asked about what was the best decade for music and movies, TV, books, fashion, and food. And uh, many people thought the best music came out of the 80s. Uh, I, I, I would say more of the 70s for me. Mm. Best movies also the 80s. Again, I'm going to go with the 70s only because prior to the 70s, a lot of the films... Although many considered classics, once kind of the the seventies came along, and you had your Steven Spielbergs, and you had all these different directors doing unique and different things, there was some real gritty 
you know, your uh, your Godfathers and stuff. There was just so many great movies that came from the 70s that not only were entertaining, but were terrific storytelling movies. So for me, I I, I would uh, I would go more with the 70s. I'd probably end up in the 90s just because that's you're not where that I watched young. the bulk of them. No, but I mean, you would have been like uh, in your 20s in the 90s. Yeah. You didn't see any movies in the 80s? I, 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 you're asking me what, I didn't ask me if I saw movies in the 80s, which ones I thought were the best. I happen to. Are you, are you pulling a Doug Elliott and others around here who want to pretend you're still no. 30? I mean, Goodfellas was 1990. That's one of my favorites. Shawshank Redemption was in there as well. Okay. Another one of my favorite movies. So fast I was watching the, the Fugitive the other day. Jesus. <laughs> Once again. Oh my God. <laughs> Cause it was just the end of it. It's like, yeah. <laughs> All right, so when was the best TV? Well, I guess any time a Leaf game was on for you. <laughs> well, again, the, the 90s were the era where I really got into all of that See, stuff. See, but this is so like weird. Seinfeld for me. I, you know why I guess I argue it a little bit? is because, okay, you were born in the mid-70s, but I was born in the mid-60s. Right. So in the mid-70s, why is it I have this relationship with that decade, but you were born in the uh, mid-70s and knew nothing till the 90s? No, I was watching a lot of what my parents were watching in the 80s because I was eight, right? And then, uh, yeah, sure, late 80s, I think, certain things for TV uh, kind of turned it on for me. But in terms of Magnum P.I. at the mm. time and uh, Airwolf and things like that. But it, it, when I look back fondly on things, it tends to be the 90s. Maybe I'm and just... music for me definitely when it is 90s because that's when I really discovered it. I, I guess for me, and this might just be me and everybody else is different, I, I, I think I'm just like a, a bit of a pop culture junkie. So even things that weren't a part of my timeline, I know about, like in regards to music and movies. Right. And, well, I know about them. You just are very nostalgic about what you you saw early on and liked early on. Yeah, maybe. But even now, like for as I age, things like, say, Frank Sinatra. Like, right. You know, I can appreciate him now. I absolutely do. The problem with so many people is they go, Frank, never heard of him before right. I was born. Yeah. That's the new, um, I don't even want to say post-millennial attitude, really. Yeah. yeah the Gen Z is that nothing existed before you. Uh, best books, 1940s or earlier. I don't know about that. Right. You know, I'll go back far, but I don't know about reading a book <laughs> from 1932. Uh, best fashion, the 2020s, then the 90s. Really? Was the 90s fashion? I mean, I guess the 80s with all the puffy uh, shoulder pads and yeah, all that. Yeah, I don't know. The surf-style tracksuits weren't really doing it. But When were the girls wearing all the like the baggy jeans? That was a bad period. Right, yes. Well, baggy clothing in general, right? In the 90s, a lot of that grunge look came in. It's it's gone from one extreme to the other, right? Yeah. Well, now, <laughs> as tight as you can get. Now it looks they're walking around. A lot of women walking around like they're, they're taking an X-ray. Right. <laughs> well, they're walking in what generally would be a, considered underwear in the in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Best food right now got three times more votes than any other decade. Well, I guess because food always improves, right? I mean, obviously, in our diet, you know, we're more aware. Interesting when you, when it comes to that clothing thing, though, is that remember in the 80s, at one point for guys, wearing bicycle shorts was a look. In the 80s? <laughs> Late 80s, early 90s. Oh, yeah? Right? There were dudes who uh, would walk around in the summertime, and they'd be wearing, like, spandex shorts. With the red box showing. <laughs> exactly. They got away from that, thankfully, and yeah. the ladies went to it. 
Uh, they also, people were asked, which decade would you most want to live in? And the 2020s got the most votes, then the 80s, 70s, 90s, 60s. Pre-1950s uh, ranked last. 2020s got first. Everyone's living in the now? Yeah, I guess so. At least we all agree, or most agreed that, you know, it wasn't better back then. I know there's a lot who think, ooh, 1950 was the, on the time of happy days. Right. Was a great time, but it wasn't really. Yeah, as much as we tend to, to rue social media in the internet, mm-hmm. going back to the days before the internet, and streaming and television and a television on demand. Yes, all of this amazing. <laughs> all of this stuff is great. Yeah. I mean, the internet, you know, the internet's amazing. Social media is the, you know, it's the, uh, the, the screw, downfall of it. It's the screw in it, in, in all of it. But, uh, yeah. So there you go. It's, it's interesting that so many look like to current stuff because normally, yeah, there is a lot of that rose colored glasses looking back and everything was, was better than. But uh, many people seem to yeah, be enjoying what they've got right now, and rightfully you should. Well, I know at the Venn Ranch we're happy with this writer's strike officially over. All the networks are getting back to their shows and the sitcoms and the dramas, and ABC announced that they're bringing back Grey's Anatomy March 14th, a show called Station 19. The Connors are coming back, not dead yet, and Abbott Elementary all returning in February. So we're getting back... To the TV viewing that, uh, I mean, I, I must admit, I, I do, I did, uh, miss the fall sitcom lineup, but then there's so much else to watch. I just watched four or five episodes, or I think all six episodes of How to Be a Mob Boss. So now I'm ready to take on that as a second. Oh, career. there you go. Yeah. Yes, sir. I'm not sure why this is happening, but it is, and I think it'll be great. David Letterman is returning to the late show for the first time. Since he left, The Late Show now, of course, is The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and David will be Stephen's guest Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't know why you... If, if you're Stephen Colbert, do you really want him back there? I guess you need the ratings. I don't know. He's done very well. Well, with all, because his big thing has been all the Trump stuff, right? Right. And he has, I think, for some time now, been beating Kimmel and Fallon right. in the ratings. I just think it just... You're only inviting people to be like, oh, I wish Dave was back there permanently. There might be something to do with the anniversary because he left NBC to start the late show in 1993. So oh, okay. That's probably why he's going back. And, of course, the big battle over him and Leno and the Tonight Show gig. He uh, often will now say I, it's, he looks back on all of that with such embarrassment. He's, it was so oh, ridiculous. Really? Yeah. He just – because he's a – Letterman's a pretty private guy and he – you know, the fact that everybody knew all his business and how upset he was with all of that. But Letterman's also interesting, too, because he's one of those guys who really has skated by a lot of the uh, um, the new culture, you know, the uh, not getting canceled. Right. Because well, he kind of took it in his own hands. He admitted it and then took it into his own hands. Yeah. Right? Like his uh, affair and yeah. issues or whatever, he just came right out in front and said, yeah, I did it. I was wrong, and and uh, but I'm not going to be blackmailed about it. That's right. Yeah. So maybe he, he got ahead of the canceling before it could happen. Uh, Dick Van Dyke turns 98 December 13th, and CBS will mark the occasion with a special called Dick Van Dyke, 98 Years of Magic. I, maybe I'd call it like 78 years of magic. I mean, <laughs> what was he doing when he was six? He's doing something else with his hands. I guess so. <laughs> It'll air on December 21st. Um, now, this could be a, a really nice thing or a bad idea. 
Here's why it could be really nice. Uh, when Betty White's 100th anniversary special aired, it was released, its release date was January 2022. But then Betty died on New Year's Eve 2021, two weeks before her 100th. So they aired it just prior, luckily, to her passing. Right. So maybe, yeah. Let's let's get this done now. Like, let's not wait for Dick to be a hundred because it might not get there. Right? Did they air it after her passing or was it before? I believe it was before. Oh, okay. So we'll see what happens with old Dick Van Dyke. But you know, he. We were talking yesterday about. He looks great, by the way. Still, yeah, yeah. We were, we were talking yesterday about Will Smith and all the success he's had. You know, Dick Van Dyke, outside of singing, I don't know that he had any hits. Massive TV star, massive movie star. You know, all the Chitty Chitty Bang Bangs and the right. the Disney stuff he did. Yeah, I mean, lost on, you know, in quite some time. Haven't seen much from him. No, he's 98. Yes. <laughs> I don't expect him to be doing much anymore. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, there was a moment in time he had a pretty big career. I mean, you know, the people under the age of 30 will have to... Google, and be careful when you Google Dick Van Dyke. Well, listen, we were just talking about not knowing anything before we were born. There are people under the age of 45 who go, who? Right. Never heard of them. I, I just find all of that so ridiculous. I've said it a thousand times. I'll say it again. I wasn't alive during World War II, but I know about it. Jeez. <laughs> Why? You're so sensitive about early 70s television. No, it's not. It's you any, are. It's sensitive. You're it, like, man, if you don't know Dick Van Dyke, you can compare that to World War Two. I'm going to use that as an example because your generation can't stop acting like nothing happened before yesterday. Well, you can, when your generation can't stop acting like everything that happened before yesterday was fantastic. Not that it was fantastic. We just remember it and we learn some things. There are, you know, there is something with age where you actually, as you get older, you learn and remember things. I know learning and and education and remembering things. Don't bring me that. I know that's all ridiculous now because in schools they don't teach them anything. I know everything else, everything is just blips on social media. But there was, I don't know, something before yesterday. And I love TV today as much as I loved it then. As much as I like current events now, I like them then. It's not that I look back fondly on them, Lucky. I just remember them. (laughs) Sorry for remembering things. I know that's lost on so many of you. Anyhow, oh, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. Moving forward. No, this is going to be my new thing. If it didn't happen, let's cut it off. Uh, anything prior to 1997. <laughs> if it didn't happen. Random, happened, you're going 25 years? If it happened after 97, we'll talk about it. <laughs> okay, I can mention this. Snoop Dogg, we know who he is, right? Heard of him. Okay, this is this will be perfect. Nobody under the age of Snoop Dogg will ever get mentioned again. That's <laughs> however old how old Snoop Dogg? He's got to be in his fifties. Yeah, your age. All right. Say, yeah. Okay. Anything prior to Snoop Dogg <laughs> will never mention again. That's my commitment to you. Never again. If the Titanic came back up from the bottom of the ocean, we won't mention it. That's just the movie, right? <laughs> Oh no! Don't no. He oh, can't there was talk no about the ship mo- before there was no that. movie. There, right. No, we can't talk about that. That was mm-hmm. that was uh, too too long ago now. <laughs> Nineteen twelve. Yeah. 
Unless, of course, we got to talk about what Ken Dryden did. <laughs> then, of course. Oh, by the way, what did Matt's have for dinner last night? Do we know? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. you got to find out. Swedish meatballs of some sort? Probably. Did they eat at an Ikea? <laughs> Had <laughs> to put the dinner table together first. Uh, Snoop Dogg says he's quitting smoking. Come on. He says, after much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. Please respect my privacy at this time. Now people are saying, well, this is either just a joke or he's going to edibles. Right. But maybe he's decided to pack it Doesn't in. Doesn't he have, like, you know, a major investment in those products, too? You would think so. Oh, yeah. He's uh, he's not a dumb guy. He's made a lot of dough along the way. Right. I can't imagine him giving up marijuana. I mean, unless there's health-related reasons yeah. and he just realizes true enough is enough. But... uh that's going to take, that's one of those things. You ha, he's going to have to wean himself off of that. You you can't smoke that much weed for that many decades and just go, I'm done with it. <laughs> that first day, he's like fully sober and feeling clear. and be like, what the hell is this? This sucks. <laughs> I'm stressed. He'll be unbearable to live with for the first little while. But there you go, Snoop Dogg putting down the joints. A uh, doctor posted uh, who posts videos on TikTok is going viral right now with uh, things your family doctor wants you to know. And some you might already know, but there's one here that uh, might surprise you. The first one is all decisions are shared. Basically, your opinion counts. You don't have to do what the doctor recommends. Right. And if you're very concerned, you can always go get a second opinion. I just would suggest not arguing with the doctor. <laughs> Like if he says or she says, you know, your gallbladder, this, that, or the other thing, don't stand there like you know about gallbladders and argue that. Right. Just yeah. say, okay, thank you. And if you think they're wrong, go get another opinion. Mm -hmm. The second one, though, this is a bit of a surprise. The doctor said you do not need to do any special grooming before a visit. No shaving, no waxing, no special cleansing. They've seen it all. They don't care. Well, you've seen it all, and you don't care, but I do. <laughs> if you're going to be groping around my privates, I'm treating this like a first date. <laughs> I'm getting all cleaned up. I'm getting baby wipes. I'm doing it all. Right. I'm going in there fresh. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah. Well, that's, that's just common courtesy, I would think. You know, like when you're getting your prostate checked, or certainly if you're going for a colonoscopy, although by the time you've cleaned yourself out with that solution you have to drink, you're pretty clean down there. Gotcha. But I, yeah, give give that area an extra scrub in the shower that morning. Yes. Well, we brush our teeth before going to the dentist quite often. Yeah. Right? We'll do a little rush brush. Yeah. Do the same with the rear. Yeah. I know they've seen it all, but it doesn't mean they have to keep seeing it over and over and over again. Right. Um, doctors know that uh, sometimes your uh, your care visits are really short, so you should bring a list of things you want to talk about. If you're really concerned about something, they'll find the time to extend the visit. Yeah. But Dr. Yeah. Downer's good for that. He is good for that. He'll go through everything. Oh, I spent days with them. What's on your, what's on your mind? What's on your list? How you doing? That kind of thing. Where there are some where you go in there and it is like just straight, mm -hmm. like this is the problem. Let's, you know, deal with that and that's it. You got another issue, make another appointment. Dr. Downer's good. He is. I mean, he, he can, 
really fly through things quickly. Like oh, sometimes yeah. I'm halfway through a sentence of my pulsing wart, <laughs> and he's like, he's already got a solution. Well, let me finish my story. Now, I know I can drag on at times. I wouldn't want to hear more about your pulsing wart either. <laughs> the issue I have with Dr. Dowder, too, sometimes with his office, mm. is you call and you get the receptionist, mm. and she wants to know everything about your pulsing oh. wart. No, I know. <laughs> if you ever sat in that waiting room, she's kind of repeating it all out loud <laughs> to everyone who can hear it. I'm going to share a story with you because I don't hide anything, and I think everything is fair, and we we all have been through some stupid stuff. I had an issue a while back uh, downstairs. Okay. Not in the front, but in the rear. All right. I was having some pain. Okay. And I assumed it was like hemorrhoids or something. Gotcha. So the way I left the message on the voicemail <laughs> was that I was having, I just go, I'm having some issues downstairs. Gotcha. I'd like to talk to Dr. Downer about it. I don't know what's going on here. So she calls me back and books in a time and doesn't really say anything. And I sit down in his office and he says, so you're dealing with some erectile dysfunction? I'm like, no, no, not yet. Actually, I said, yes, you yes, already gave me the, the pills. pills for that. <laughs> Don't you remember anything we've been through? Right. So, yeah, no, it's uh, sometimes you're like, it's none of your business. I just want to see him. Mm-hmm. My uh, my dad, when he was uh, practicing, his secretary would basically, she would be the one giving you the time limit, mm. right? And I know some of the, his patients who were friends of mine were like, oh, man, I can't stand that woman. I'm I'm trying to get my, my details out yeah. and having a nice chat at the same time, sure. catching up, probably talking dirt about me. But <laughs> then she comes knocking at the door saying, next patient's waiting. Yeah, they, some of them will act like they're security for the doctor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do know, listen, he's on the clock, and, and I don't know. I don't know if there is a time limit or, like, well, is there? there is. They have a certain a number of patients they're trying to see during the day. Right, but is there, uh, for each individual visit, is there a set fee they get to charge? So every time a new patient comes in and says, I got this pulsing wart, he writes a prescription, is that $100? Like, is there a... Uh, well, there's a set fee for those ones, and I yeah. think there's other fees depending on other things that you do, right? Right, right, right. Get the needle, or you need this and that. Right, okay. Because I do notice that sometimes, uh, you know, we'll go through whatever the, the problem is, and then there'll be that little bit of friendly conversation, but you can see his, uh, his, his, uh, the in, his, inner clock, the inner clock going. He's like, all right, Craig. Yeah. Yep. Move it along. Okay. 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 <laughs> Get going. Um, and understand this, says the doctor. If they are running late, it's because patients before you might have been in crisis and needed more time. Right. Jerry Seinfeld always had the great bit about doctor's office. Go in, drop your pants. I'll come in and see you in a minute. <laughs> You're sitting there with your, with your pants down. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, be reasonable with your doctor. Okay, they they kind of went through some education. Do they know it all? No, they don't. But you know less. Mm. Remember that. You Just because you read it on WebMD <laughs> doesn't mean you're now a brain surgeon. A new study found we can now generate faces through AI that look more realistic than actual faces. What? That's not good. How can, how can you be more real than a real? I guess it can be so perfect it's beyond perfect. As people can't tell. Google unveiled an AI that predicts the weather in a study found we might start running out of things to teach AI in 2026, <laughs> and then AI is going to teach us some things. That's right. Yeah, we are getting dangerously close to just letting our laziness run everything. Oh, yeah. The robots are going to take over. 
You'll come home and a robot will be making love to your wife right there on your kitchen table. <laughs> and then 10 months later, delivering a baby. Uh-huh. Scientists in Denmark found a new type of beetle with junk shaped like a bottle opener. I feel bad for the lady beetle. Whoa. They named it Carlsberg. <laughs> of course, after the Danish beer. Shaped like a bottle opener. Yeah. Not like a corkscrew. No, you would know. Just a bottle opener. And for all of us with a uh, around age 12, 13 sense of humor, the European Space Agency did a simulation to see what a probe would look like falling into your Uranus. <laughs> they say the tip of the probe would burn purple because of all the gas. Oh, no. Well, certainly with you it would. <laughs> <laughs> the purple or the gas? Wait a minute. They uh, they should call the uh, the, the probe uh, STD. <laughs> And why, like, leave Uranus alone? Mm -hmm. like, what do we got to keep pro sticking things in it? Right. Probing around it. Right. Well, there's other planets. Maybe maybe yeah. Uranus is saying that, too. Yeah. Like, hey, there's other planets here. Yeah. Go check those out. Yeah, look, go check Saturn. <laughs> See if the rings are still lit up. Um, the James Webb Telescope found a planet where it rains sand. Whoa. That would not be good. Rains sand? Sand, yeah. So where's the, uh, it's making sand in the sky or is it blowing around? I don't know. James Webb Telescope. That thing's amazing. Like it can, it can see quite a ways away, I right. understand. I think so. And it's, so it's finding places where it rains sand. Yeah, we'll check that off of a place we don't need to visit. Just goes to show how soon. little we know about all that's out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, it's, there's so much beyond, mm -hmm. and all we are is self-involved yeah. <laughs> with what's going on in our two feet around us. No, that's exactly it. Shallow much? Just a little bit we are. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.